Welcome, spiritual baddie. You must be trying to navigate this messy journey of life while still having an abundant mindset. Sometimes shit hits the fan, but you know it's going to be okay in the end, even when it doesn't feel like it in the moment. This podcast is truly for those who simply get it. You know when you meet someone and they just get you without over-explaining? It's like a karmic bond, you know? We're here to talk it out so that you can feel more at ease with whatever you are going through in life. We're the bestie you can turn to during your 58th dark night of the soul and also the one you call up when you're celebrating the manifestation you've literally been calling in for the last 10 years. We're not here to put up a front because no one really has it all together all the time. So let's break down the walls. You can expect raw and open conversations on relationships, career, and life overall with a spiritual and astrological twist. Fuck the rules, fuck signing off emails professionally, and let's glow the fuck up. Mercury retrograde in Taurus. I feel like this energy really came on slow and steady, but firm and persistent, like the bull that Taurus is. So this Mercury retrograde has been very interesting. It's been a bit extra spicy because of the eclipse that just happened in the sign of Aries, which we're going to dive into in a little bit. But first of all, let's talk a little bit about this Mercury retrograde in Taurus. So since it's in the sign of Taurus, a lot of themes regarding self-worth, personal finances, self-care, basically a lot of things regarding indulging food and money are probably going to come up for you during this time. And I really find that Mercury retrograde is a period where a lot of karmic cycles are completed. A lot of karmic lessons might come up. It's a time to go back and redo something in the past in a better and improved way. And since Mercury is a sign of communication, usually a lot of themes about communication can come up. For example, let's say you could have had a conversation with someone in the past, but you didn't. And the universe is giving you an opportunity to speak to this person again. So lots and lots of very, very crazy things coming up. And I feel like we're going to talk about this a lot in a few episodes. I'm going to break it down for you guys because there is a lot going on. And depending on where Taurus sits in your houses, that could be the area of your life where a lot of realizations and lessons are coming up for you. So for me, Taurus is my midheaven. It's my 10th house. So a lot of situations that are related to my career, my achievements, you know, they're definitely coming up for me during this Mercury retrograde. So about the eclipse that just happened in the sign of Aries. So eclipses always happen in pairs with the new moon and the full moon. And I'm going to refer to this article on astrologyzone.com by Susan Miller. She is a really great astrologer. I don't know how I didn't know about her until now. I feel like I've been living under a rock. But I was talking to my friend who's also an astrologer and she was like, Susan Miller is the goat. And I just like resonated with her article so much it's funny because i looked up her natal chart and she is also a pisces sun with a virgo moon just like me and i was like no wonder i love this woman and i believe she's a gemini rising so she's like super great at communicating and writing it just all makes sense and 
I normally don't like to read a ton of astrology articles because I find that a lot of them fear monger and that's just not what I'm about. I don't like to be fearful of what's coming up. I feel like it always depends on your mindset and how you choose to see things. Like I always say, even if seemingly negative situations come up, something good always comes out of them and it's always a learning experience. So I'm going to refer to a bit of this article. I'm going to link it for you in the description because I really think it's very, um, it's a great piece of resource if you want to learn about the eclipses and how they work. So how eclipses work is that they always come in pairs, right? And it's always the, the opposing signs together. And they occur during the new moon and the full moon every five and a half months for about 18 to 24 months so about two years until they are done and then at that point Susan Miller says in her article your transformation will be complete and once a family of signs is finished it's not going to be back for another seven or eight years so the interesting thing about this one this year is the Aries solar eclipse starts off a new family of eclipses. So it's starting off the Aries Libra series of eclipses, since those are the opposing signs. And the next eclipse coming up on May 5th is ending a series. So it's going to be in the sign of Scorpio, and it's ending the series that was in Scorpio and Taurus. When the lunar eclipse ends in the sign of Scorpio, I feel like that's going to be when I break it down with you guys and we're going to talk about all the lessons that I went through and just all the experiences. But for now, in this episode, I really want to go over Mercury retrograde and some just like crazy realizations that I've had. So one big thing that I noticed about myself is that a lesson I have is to really stop people pleasing. I realized that I had deep roots of people pleasing that I still needed to heal. You know, I knew about this kind of, you know, since I started my spiritual awakening journey, but I realized that there was more to heal. There was something deeper, another layer. And I always say how the universe literally keeps showing you the same lesson over and over again until you learn it. And I feel like I'm finally seeing this personal lesson for me. And it's been a pattern, you know, all throughout my life. I, that's why I really feel like it's like a karmic cycle. It's something I'm meant to learn. And it's coming up during Mercury retrograde because it's the universe is like, it's time to heal, bitch. <laughs> Level up, you know. And one of my earliest memories which I found was a sign of people pleasing was with one of my earliest friendships this was in elementary school I believe I was probably I started being friends with this girl I believe around the age of 10 ish somewhere around that time and I remember this relationship was quite unhealthy I feel like looking back just because I know I attracted it because of what I saw in my family. Like in my family, I always felt that we didn't really learn how to do conflict resolution in a healthy way. The only types of conflict I saw in my family were either explosive or it would be shoved under the rug. So it's either like you're going to blow up in flames or no one talks about it. That's kind of like the the examples of conflict res resolution that I saw in my family. So I, I know that everything within our energy attracts 
whatever into our life like all the experiences that we have even if they're negative I truly believe that we attract them for a reason and it's to teach us something it's something that our soul really needs to learn so with this particular friend I remember we would get into really explosive arguments like at a young age you know we would be like screaming at each other it was just not healthy and I remember often I would be one to apologize first because I just wanted to like mend the relationship. And now I know, you know, I, I lean towards more of an anxious attachment type. So I hated, you know, having having confrontation and having conflict and I just wanted it to be resolved. So I would often be the one apologizing first. And one day I just like flipped. I feel like this is such a Pisces tendency where Pisces can be so like lenient and forgiving until like the moment where I've hit my limit and I'm like, fuck this, like I'm not taking any more. And like the switch literally just flips. And I think it's it's really kind of a shadow tendency for Pisces because I feel like if I were to speak up sooner, you know, if I didn't always just like apologize first, like, you know, if it was my fault, it's good to apologize. But if I'm only apologizing because I want to end the conflict, that's definitely not a healthy way of going about relationships. So with this particular friendship, I definitely didn't react in the best way because after that moment where I flipped, I ended up being a pretty big bully to her. And I think I've shared this in previous episodes before or I've shared on my TikTok where I was just so mean to her. Like some things I did, I would like go into her desk and like ruin the things in her desk, cut it all up. I would go into her locker and just like throw things away. It was just like really, really mean of me. And I also know in my natal chart, I have Mars square Pluto. And this can be a very destructive aspect if you don't learn how to release your your aggression and your anger in a healthy way, which I could definitely see in my childhood. And, you know, as I've grown older, I've learned certain methods. You know, I still get a lot of rage. I feel like it's also like a very manifesting generator thing, like the side of that manifester where when something is out of alignment, you just feel that anger and you feel that rage. I feel like those of you who are manifestors or manifesting generators, you will relate to me. It's kind of funny because my best friend is a projector and I feel like when we realized this, she was like, no wonder you get like so angry about things sometimes. And I'm like, it's because I'm a manifesting generator. And also, you know, all the fire in me, like my Aries Mercury. But back to this friendship, so I realized that I was the one kind of perpetuating this unhealthy relationship because in in a way I was people pleasing. Like I wanted to apologize first. I wanted to just mend whatever was going on. And that's what led to me, you know, doing those actions of constantly apologizing. And it's with this particular friendship, we would always like write letters to each other. You know, when we were angry at each other, we would write letters I remember years later, like I think this was probably after university, I found one of like the last letters that she had wrote to me and I decided to meet up with her for like lunch and kind of like apologize for being such a big bully and I'm like, I just wanted to let her know, you know, our friendship was quite a transformational part of my life and you know it was it was all good we we had lunch I didn't expect anything to come out of it and I feel like it was just like a a closure moment for that certain friendship 
But that's one example of how I could see myself people pleasing at an early age. And then fast forward in my long term toxic relationship that we always talk about on this podcast, which was also a very transformative part of my life. Like I was in that relationship for 13 years. And looking back, you know, it was a two way street, you know, even though he had some toxic behaviors, I was also allowing it to happen. And I know that I attracted that relationship because I needed to heal and to learn. And it makes a lot of sense with my astrology too, because my Saturn is in Aquarius. And my Saturn is in the sixth house, but Aquarius rules my seventh house. So I feel like the seventh house just has a lot of karmic lessons for me because Saturn is the planet of karma, the planet of like limitations, restrictions. And the seventh house is all about long term one on one relationships. And I find that it's, it's not always romantic relationships. Like sometimes it's business partnerships, contracts, even friendships, I feel like can be related to the seventh house, just any type of kind of contract or long term one on one relationship. So I knew that this was like a big lesson for me to learn and in in that particular relationship but it was also like I was very lenient but it, we had a lot of explosive arguments and I feel like I kept trying to change him in a way like I kept trying or I had rose colored glasses on and I would idealize you know it's such a Pisces thing to idealize want to see the best in things Pisces just have this like optimism about them but I was kind of shielding myself from seeing the reality because the reality was that this was not a healthy relationship for me. And I kept trying to push through. I kept trying to force it. I kept trying to think that I needed to just try harder in this relationship when in fact I just needed to let it go. And as for that relationship, I really feel like it was related to people pleasing because in a way I wanted to stay in it because I was afraid of what other people would think of me if I left this long-term relationship. Like, it was such a long relationship that we were kind of like in our friend group just known as the couple that was together for the longest. Everyone thought our relationship was great, you know, but in reality, like there were so many things that I wasn't sharing, like even with my closest friends, because in my childhood, my mom would always say like, other people don't need to know about your problems. But I'm realizing that that's really not a healthy behavior. Like, you need to speak up about the things that are bothering you. So I was really scared to leave that relationship because I was being a people pleaser towards my family because I didn't want to tell them that I I went through a breakup or I didn't even want to tell my friends that I went through a breakup. And I feel like that's also a very like Virgo moon trait. It's almost like this perfectionism where I'm giving off this facade that I'm in this really beautiful relationship when in reality it was so unhealthy and since then I've encountered like other situations with friendships business partnerships where I notice that I have a tendency to tolerate behavior that isn't serving me for too long when I need to be more firm and I need to learn how to say no when something just isn't serving me. And sometimes it doesn't have to be something that's like outright toxic, mean, rude. Like I feel like what the universe is showing me as of late 
is that previously it was really obvious like when relationships weren't good for me friendships weren't good for me because they were very explosive it was very this like obvious you know uh rudeness meanness whatever it was toxicity but now certain relationships that i've engaged in they're not necessarily overly aggressive they're not explosive, but simply they are not serving me. And it's also okay for me to say no. And I think the reason that I'm so afraid of saying no sometimes is because I hate confrontation. I don't like conflict because I'm scared of that aggression. Like, I just remember all the explosive arguments I had with my family, with my mom, and how they would react in like a very explosive it was literally like World War Three, And I'm like, I just don't want to experience that because it's so draining. It's so exhausting. But the lesson that I'm also learning is that not every conflict has to be explosive. And if the other party reacts in an explosive way, then I know their true colors. I know that it's unhealthy. I don't have to engage. I can set my boundaries, which is also a lesson <laughs> that I've been learning. And one kind of example of this is a friendship that I recently let go of. And this one friend would often tell me very nice words. You know, she would tell me that they she appreciates me. She enjoys that I'm so understanding, you know, that I don't get mad about things. But then now I'm realizing, like, that's not necessarily a good thing that I was doing because I was enabling unhealthy behavior from this friend because this friend was someone who often flaked out on commitments and you know they had a lot of problems with following through and I realized that I was just being a people pleaser because I was allowing that behavior like that is not okay like I realized that I started setting some new standards for my friendships and I was like I don't want to be friends with people who over promise who say that they're going to do something and then they don't do it. I'm definitely going to share more in a next episode about friendship breakups because I feel like I've been going through a lot of that, just like letting go of friendships. And I read this quote recently on Pinterest where it said that evolving includes eliminating. And I was like, that just spoke to me so much because I feel like the more that I've grown, the more that I felt like I needed to let go of certain relationships that just weren't serving me anymore. So with this friend in particular, I told myself that I would be more direct about it if she were to reach out to me again, because it was kind of like the relationship was kind of fading away. She probably felt, you know, my energy that I was pulling back and I hadn't said anything because I was just reflecting. I was like, her behavior has kind of always been like this, like flaking out on commitments. But I was just someone who was a people pleaser and much more lenient in the past. And that's why she was telling me how she appreciated me. And I think part of it was it was hard for me because I'm like, this person is saying such nice things about me. It's probably my ego, like enjoying these compliments. But at the end of the day, this relationship was draining me. So I was waiting for her, you know, to give me something to respond to, right? Like as a manifesting generator, but she hasn't reached out since I, I, I set that intention. So I just took it as a sign that I'm just not meant to say anything right now or say anything yet. You know, who knows what's going to happen in the future? Maybe the universe will give me an opportunity to speak to her again. But as for right now, I just feel like there's 
nothing for me to respond to as a manifesting generator. And with this friend in particular, I remembered that actually her friends had voiced this before. Like she had friendship breakups with other people where they literally told her that they couldn't handle her like flaking out on commitments. So I was like, wow, like other people actually saw this too. They spoke up, but she didn't handle it in the best way. Like she didn't realize that it was her own issue and she kind of was just choked that other people were angry at her about this and that they weren't like more lenient or forgiving. And that just made me realize, wow, my eyes are open now. I've been allowing this and probably if I speak up she she's probably not going to take it in the best way because literally other people have told her this you know it could be different and I'm open to speaking up if the opportunity presents itself but my eyes were just opened to how like her character really was and how I was perpetuating it and it's, it's really, I feel like relationships are such a mirror because in this friendship, we did have a period of time where we previously had a conflict where she basically stopped talking to me because she heard some like hearsay from a third party about me and she didn't confront me about it, even though we had been friends for like years and years and years. And I had no idea about what was happening from like the hearsay, the gossip, like the rumors from this like third party person. So I was really confused. And I kept like trying to initiate conversations with her. And basically our other friend told me what was happening. It was like a whole thing. <laughs> and I just had no idea. I was quite shocked that she didn't ask me about it you know to ask me what was the truth and instead pretty much decided to just like ghost me and I feel like this is such an example like of how relationships kind of are how they start is really how they will probably end because after that you know we resolved it I feel like it wasn't necessarily resolved in the best way but we got over it and we decided to, you know, we kept being friends and she would constantly tell me nice things. She thanked me for like fighting for a relationship and, you know, like that she appreciated, whatever. But when I took off the rose colored glasses, I just didn't want to be a people pleaser anymore. So I started pulling away. And like, once again, I feel like she didn't, she didn't fight back or like she didn't confront, like she didn't fight for the relationship is what I mean. So I let it go. <laughs> I did some cord cutting for it. And the thing about friendship, sometimes I feel like, you know, if it's meant to be, it's going to come back into your life. And maybe like years later, I've had, you know, conversations with people where it's like we both processed some things. We're at a different place now. And, you know, we can talk about what happened in the past. So it's not that I'm not open to that. But as for now, I am just letting it go. And I was tired of, you know, making plans and having her flake out all the time without like informing me. So that was another big realization that I had. And I realized that sometimes in relationships, I often blame myself first to see what I'm doing wrong. And I kind of put the whole burden on myself. I think that's part of my Cancer South Node, the Capricorn North Node, like being really hard on myself and feeling like I need to like be the person that bears the whole burden. It's also very Virgo moon, like to feel like I need to improve all the time. But what I realize is that a relationship is a two-way street. 
And yes, while like, you know, I need to be putting an effort, the other person also needs to be putting an effort in order for it to work. And a lot of the times when I look back on my previous friendships and relationships, it wasn't balanced, you know, I was the one putting in more effort. And the other person would often say nice things, but they wouldn't change their actions. And that's why now I've like adjusted my standards in relationships and I'm no longer open to relationships that are not balanced. And yeah, it was exactly what happened in my toxic relationship. I felt like I was a horrible partner for so long because he gaslighted me so much and my eyes were finally opened at the end when I could see that I wasn't a horrible partner. Like, yes, I have flaws, but I'm always willing to improve for someone that I love. But the person that I was with at that time, they couldn't see their own flaws. And whenever I spoke up about something, he would literally say like, wow, you just think I'm such a horrible person. Is that really what you think of me? You know, like totally gaslighting me. And then I would be like, oh my God, am I so critical? Like, am I a bad person? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like those of you who've gone through gaslighting will understand that. But yeah, like, so people can appear charming. They can appear nice. They can, they can even have good intentions, but they can still not be serving you, whether the relationship is platonic or romantic. And I learned that I need to be firm in what I think is best for me. Because even, even now, like sometimes in, in certain situations, I might ask people I trust for advice. I'll ask my partner, I'll ask my friends for advice. And, and sometimes I find myself too easily swayed. Like it's that mutable side of me, that Pisces side of me. Because I'm realizing that everyone, even if they have good intentions, they are giving advice out of their own mindset, their own experiences, which might not always be the best for me and vice versa. Like I can't expect other people to accept my advice all the time because you know your path better than anyone else. And I think it's very, it's like a savior complex, which I also dealt with before. If you think that you know better for someone than they know for themselves, that's really like what my mom kind of imposed on me growing up. And then I noticed myself feeling that way about other people. Like I would get angry if they didn't take my advice or whatever. But then now I'm like, you need to give people the freedom to walk their own path, to make their, their own mistakes. So because of my upbringing, childhood trauma, I wasn't really taught how to stand up for myself and often was gaslighted for my feelings. And then I started gaslighting myself and making excuses for other people. Like anger was viewed as a bad thing. And this just led to me constantly making excuses for other people's unhealthy behavior when I don't need to accept it. Like literally, even now I notice like my mom will like make excuses for my dad's behavior. I was sharing something with her. I can't remember what it was exactly, but I was about my dad and she was saying like, well, you know, sometimes he has a bad attitude because he's tired from work or whatever. But I'm like, that doesn't make it okay. You know, like it doesn't, you don't need to make excuses for other people. And I realized that I do this in a lot of my relationships where I will make excuses for the other person instead of validating my own feelings because someone might not mean something in a bad way or in a mean way, in a negative way, they can have good intentions. But if it upsets you, you're allowed to feel your feelings. 
So let this be a reminder to you that you don't need to tolerate behavior that doesn't serve you. Stop self-abandoning. Don't self-neglect your own emotions. And yeah, this is just a really a process where I'm relearning and I'm deconditioning myself. There's a lot I want to talk about regarding self-abandonment. So that's also going to be coming on to a new podcast episode soon. But learning to set boundaries is definitely a messy journey and it's not going to be perfect. I don't do it perfectly every time and I'm also reminding myself to not be so hard on myself and to ride my emotional wave, you know, as a manifesting generator with an emotional authority. I definitely go through a lot, a lot of emotions. I also wanted to read some Instagram posts that I saw that really spoke to me about people pleasing. This is on Haley Page McGee's page. You never know you've been people-pleasing until resentment sets in, until you start withdrawing and avoiding people, until you start making excuses. All along, you thought you were just being quote-unquote nice, when really you were unconsciously sabotaging yourself. And then you wonder why you no longer vibe with a person. Perhaps it was never about them. Perhaps it was about you and learning to end a cycle that has kept you trapped for so long. And that's really what I'm going through right now. I'm like, wow, like those people came into my life for a reason. I needed to learn to stop people pleasing. And while yes, maybe some of their behaviors were not healthy at the end of the day, I didn't choose myself. I was self-sabotaging, self-abandoning, self-neglecting. And this was really a lesson that I needed to learn. This one also really spoke to me. Saying no to people who want you to say yes and upholding your boundaries with people who are used to you having none will at first feel terrible, like a death. And it's a death of sorts, the death of the part of you that thinks you have to violate yourself in order to be valued. And one more that really spoke to me, this one is about just walking away. Is it passivity? Passivity? Passivity. Mercury retrograde is getting to me, but basically, is it being passive and avoiding conflict or is it an empowered boundary to protect your well-being? And as usual, it's nuanced. So here's what you can tell when it's which. Just walking away and not speaking up when someone hurts you is passivity and conflict avoidance when you do it because you want to be liked. But just walking away is an empowered boundary when you do it because you have already tried on many occasions to have a dialogue with them about your hurt. And every time you did, they shut down, criticized you, gaslit you, or reacted in anger. In the second case, you've learned through repeated experiences that it's not productive to try to get them to see your side. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. You accept that you can't convince them to care or to change. It's out of your control. Instead, you control what you can, your body, your space, whose presence you choose to be in and when. And my thoughts on this too, this just spoke to me so much. I feel like, for example, in that relationship where I told you about that friendship, where I was seeing whether or not I should speak up and be more direct about her behaviors, and the opportunity didn't present itself. And when I think about the previous conflict that I had about how she didn't come to me or confront me when she had heard some things about me and instead just decided to pull away, and I feel like that is a very 
that is already a representation of this person's character. And it's happened to so much in different friendships too. I feel like it's really like a case by case basis. But to me, if someone is not responding in the way that is serving me, in the way that I would like to see in my relationships, I feel like that's when I'm bringing more awareness to myself and being like, okay, I feel like this person just can't give me what I need right now or what I want in a relationship. And sometimes it's not even like they they necessarily need to like gaslight me or criticize me or react in a negative way. It's just like sometimes I find that if I'm not able to have a productive conversation with someone, if I just don't feel like we're clicking, even if I'm like telling them something that bothered me and like I just don't see any really adjustment in their behavior, or it's not, it's like, I don't feel like we're on the same wavelength. That to me is just a sign that it could be time to walk away. So lots and lots of stuff going up, going on right now for Mercury Retrograde. Definitely going to share more in future podcast episodes, but take this time to rest and recover. Like I feel like Mercury retrograde, any retrograde is always a time to go more inward. It's a time to reflect. It's a time to slow down, especially in the sign of Taurus. Like it's all about self care this time. So rest, treat yourself, indulge, and don't feel guilty about it. Thank you so much for tuning into Glow Radio. If you enjoyed this episode, you know what to do. Tag me on your stories. Take a screenshot. Share it so that more people can see it. Also, go leave a review on iTunes or Spotify if you are a real one. Love you, Glow Gang.